Hi, this is Rise Rocket Radio, episode 116, recorded on Sunday the 10th of January 2016, and the time at the beginning of the show is exactly 20 minutes to 10 in the morning. So, hello again. Hello to the second show of the year. And let's start with a little bit of news. The first thing are the download statistics for Roy's Rocket Radio. I've really got to thank everyone who downloaded the show in December. My cPanel statistics say that the audio files on my site, most of which, apart from I think one megabyte, are podcasts, were downloaded 1,585 times. That, as far as I can recall, is a huge record. By a huge margin, I mean. The total amount downloaded was 67.9 gigabytes, and I find it both amazing and inexplicable as the quality arguably decreased over Christmas with very short podcasts, apart from the Star Wars coverage, of course, which might have something to do with it, and the only real difference I could tell was that the frequency of podcasts went up. But whatever the case, please keep listening and get into contact, because while I'm perfectly capable of going on and on about all sorts of trivial nonsense, as you've probably noticed by now, and inundating you with life updates like some mad YouTuber, wouldn't it be better to have some audience interaction? Tell me your views on genre entertainment, tech, or the creative arts like writing, acting, directing, filmmaking, and even music especially if it's loud, and I will read your comments out and discuss them on the show. Also, some iTunes reviews from people other than my family, friends, or those I have arm-twisted into reviewing me would be nice. Now, if you want some evidence of the increased downloads, just go to my blog post about the podcast... And I've put a link in the show notes. It will be the latest blog post, so it'll be easiest to find. Easiest to find? Yeah, the easiest blog post to find. And there are a couple of screenshots there showing the download stats. Second, late. Yes, I am late again with a podcast. I think the last podcast was on the 1st of January and uploaded an hour later on the 2nd. And since then, I've been both sick and writing. And writing quite a lot. Although that's not what today's show is about. I will have an update about the writing very soon. Just to give you a brief summary, my writing output has gone berserk, so that's why I've largely been off social media as well, just no free time. The rock star situation, or rather the very amateur guitar player situation, or the lack of guitar situation. 
You know that my Christmas present, a cheapy DIY cigar box guitar from previous podcasts of me moaning about it was less than stellar in quality. Now, I haven't given up on being able to play an instrument, particularly a cigar box guitar, but the handmade ones online are so expensive. I could make a passable one myself, because I have had some little experience of making things of wood before, but because I like the tone of a baritone guitar, so a normal guitar has a scale length of 25 inches or so, a baritone guitar has a length closer to 30 inches, and so it's between, say, a normal scale guitar and a short scale bass guitar. And I like that sound. And because of this, the neck would, I think, necessarily have to be longer to accommodate the longer scale and also be stronger than the usual G-tuned cigar box guitar because I'd be tuning in C. That would be C, G, C at a higher octave, the last C. And how much do I want to spend on doing this? I mean, if I buy a ready-made guitar neck, the neck won't be long enough, but I suppose I could make the scale longer at the body end. But anyway, that's beside the point. The main thing is, I'm not sure how much I want to spend on making something myself, because it will encroach on the same amount that you could spend on a budget guitar. So I'm not sure what to do, really. The other alternative is to buy an average instrument off the shelf and tweaking it myself, which might actually be cheaper. For example, by restringing and re-nutting and retuning a short-scale bass. I don't know. I'll let you know. But as you can tell, this is getting needlessly typical, uh, typical technical. So I'll leave it behind for now. Oh, and one last thing, the other reason I'm not so keen on doing the DIY thing is I don't have any of my tools here either, they're all back in Mauritius. So if I made one, I'd have to buy tools as well, which is of course another expense. Anyway, back to the show, because luckily Santa responded to my woes of not having a decent Christmas present and replaced the busted, horrible little shop-bought cigar box guitar with da-da-da, Lev Grossman's Magician's Trilogy, of which I am a fan. I read the first two as soon as they came out years ago, but they were loaned from the library, and it's nice to have all three in my personal collection now. Anyway, I cracked open the third book in the series, the only one I haven't read yet, and I've been waiting a long, long time to read, on the first of the first. So the first day of the year, that's what I did. Just past midnight, I started reading it. I'm already a quarter of the way through, and the reason 
the book was foremost in my mind and made a suitable replacement present was that the pilot for the TV adaptation is finally out. Although originally destined for the big screen, it has been adapted for the small screen, but in the days of shows like Game of Thrones, that's hardly a bad thing. Finally, an episode with absolutely no Star Wars content. And so it begins. Okay. TV, The Magicians, 2015. Let's start with the cast. As Quentin Coldwater, we have Jason Ralph. Quentin Coldwater, our protagonist, is a gifted geek obsessed with a fictional fillery fantasy series of books which are obviously based on C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Julia Wicker, played by Stella Maeve, is Quentin's friend, a beautiful and brilliant student who doesn't make the cut to get into Breakbills, which is the school of magic featured in the book, and becomes obsessed with magic. She's the typical hot nerd girl stereotype, but in this case, the geek, Quentin, doesn't actually get together with her. Also, I believe she he does. Oh, doesn't. I mean, I haven't read the third book yet, but oh dear, was that a spoiler? Um, okay, not much of a spoiler. You'll see that they don't get together in the first few pages of the first book anyway, so I'll leave that in. Alice Quinn, played by Olivia Taylor Dudley, is a brilliant magician and a friend of Quentin's at Breakbills. Penny, played by Arjun Gupta, is a brilliant and extremely obnoxious and aggressive student at Breakbills. Um, And, yeah, he played a very, very different character in Nurse Jackie. I did see the episode that he was in where Nurse Jackie tries to sober him up, and it's such a change. And then we have other members of the cast that make up the physical kids. This is like a house group in a posh school. Or rather a study group or a subject group where the students specialise in physical magic. Quinton is a member of that house, at least he is in the books, not sure how it will pan out in the later episodes of the TV show, but we'll find out. And the physical kids are made up of Margot Hansen, played by Summer Bishil, and if you've read the book, she is the equivalent of Janet in the novels. They changed her name to Margot to avoid confusion with other names beginning with J. And actually, by the way, hi Summer, and thanks for hiring me back on Twitter. See, Roy's Rocket Radio is getting out there. Next we have... 
Hale Appleman playing Elliot War. And he's a kind of precocious, geeky, sophisticate who does become a friend of Quentin as well. The release dates for the show... Actually, it was some time back. The pilot, entitled Unauthorised Magic, which we're going to talk about in this show, was released on December the 16th. The series starts with a double episode, The Source of Magic, on the 25th of January. So, not too long to wait. And if you want to find out more, just go to sci-fi, that's sci-fi.com slash themagicians. I have put quite a few links in the show notes, so if you want to find out more about anything I'm talking about today, just open the show notes and look at the URLs that I've stuck in there. I've put things about the show, about the books, about Lev Grossman, links to just about everything you'd need to get a handle on the books and the show both of which I recommend. Oh, well, don't know about the show yet, I've only seen the pilot, but I definitely recommend the books. And so it's finally here, the long-awaited screen adaptation of Leg Grossman's brilliant fantasy trilogy. A sort of very adult take on Harry Potter, it deals with the induction of a brilliant student into a school for magicians. The books prove that there is still life in the trope of magical schools. Although, if you read the books, and I'm not sure how much I'm going to go into this here, because we're really concentrating on the show, you'll see that there's a great deal of Harry Potter mick-taking by Lev Grossman. I think, I get the impression that he really admires J.K. Rowling's books, but he is not above taking a little poke here and there. And also, it is, although I won't say it's derivative of Harry Potter, He's taken the following line of Harry Potter, but stretched it out in lots of weird different directions. Okay, anyway, back to the pilot. This was originally meant for the big screen, but eventually got optioned by... Oh God, Sci-Fi. S-Y-F-Y. So, just saying that makes you want to hold your... cross your fingers and you're already worrying and tensing up but it might not be as bad as we think let's just get on with the show and see how it pans out there are considerable changes to the books though the characters are much older and yet it appears to be a lot tamer than the books or rather it is now So, with the characters being older, Breakbills is now a university and not a school. Things are moving along at a much faster pace than before. Everyone is 
just way too good looking. Uh, apart from Quinton, who looks very average, or is made to look average for the screen. And the English accents that I hear in the show, well, the most flattering thing I can say is... No, actually, I can't say anything flattering. The English accents are creaky. So, apart from the inevitable changes adaptations for the screens always take, as well as the pace, the timeline also is extremely compacted. From what I've read online, the pilot was watched than less than a million use, sorry, viewers, which does not bode well. And I get the strong feeling that the first season is the make or break season for this show, and if the figures don't go up, then... Which is a pity, because for a sci-fi show with an admittedly really low bar of quality, the show is pretty good. It sounds like I'm damning with faint praise, but I did enjoy the pilot, though as a fan of the books, it really doesn't compare, but then screen adaptations never do. In the end, if it brings more people to the books, that can only be a good thing. And the latest of which I will, of course, talk about in a later podcast. So that gives you a bit of the background. Now, what else can I say about it without spoiling it? So we've got a student who's inducted into a university programme for magic... There are tensions between the students, as there always are in any of these kind of things, even Harry Potter. And there's a big bad villain. I will say this. The bad villain in the Magician's books, for some reason, seems a lot worse than Voldemort. But if you look at the atrocities Voldemort commits in the Harry Potter books, that's not quite right. I think it might be because the things that the bad entity does in the Magician's books are very well described and very visceral. And there's not much else I can say about this without spoiling it. If you're a fan of the books, I don't think you'll regret watching the show. But I just don't think it will add anything to your enjoyment of the books. You know, as I'm talking about this now, and actually coming to the end of talking about it, all I can think of is I really want to finish the last book in the series, and it's sitting there in a table on my room. (laughs) But I've got so much to do today. In a table on my room? On a table in my room. That's some kind of weird sentence spoonerism. Does that make sense? 
Okay, and that's it for the magicians. The one thing I wanted to add, though, this isn't really relevant to the pilot, it's more relevant to the books, is now that I've got the trilogy of books, I'm really paranoid about... Did you hear that ding-ing noise? That was my phone reminding me to start the podcast in an hour. Oh, that's great. Okay, sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a bit paranoid about messing up the books, getting creases and stains or dents or dropping coffee on it or something. And I went on a quest to find those plastic dust jackets that you get for books. I looked in Waterstones, in... John Lewis, in W.H. Smith, in a whole load of high street shops, and not one of them do those jackets. Now, I looked up the make of the jacket in the library. I went to the library, picked up a book, and had a look, and they're life jackets, L-Y-F jackets. And sure enough, you can get them on Amazon. So, before I even attempt to read the book and have some terrible accident with it again. Oh, well, not again. I haven't had an accident yet. Fingers crossed. I'm going to get some of these dust jackets. I think there are five or something for ten. Seems worth the investment. You know, I don't remember being that fussy about my books. Huh, strange. Okay. And on with the next show this week. So, but just before I go, yeah, do check out The Magicians. Decent show. Fun. Attractive cast. (laughs) Okay, next. Luther, 2015, the two-part final episode, the two-part special thingy. Now, it was nice to see Idris Elba back as Luther, but I've got to say... The first episode was just the average police procedural. The second episode seemed rushed, ridiculous, and even more boring somehow. I think the characters are really well realised, especially Luther and his new female assistant. And I know her from somewhere, but I can't remember where. I think she was in season two of Utopia. Really good actress, just can't remember her name. But it seemed like a great waste that they assembled this cast and pointlessly brought them back for the two-episode special, which was anything but... I mean, the only good thing about this two-parter was the acting, but I could see Elba and his new assistant really struggling to make the most of the material, which was poor. Basically, I thought the acting was wasted on a boring script. And finally... It seemed all a bit terrible without Evil Alice returning. She definitely added something to the show. All 
I really hope is that when the X-Files returns for the miniseries soon, it's better than this. Sherlock. Okay, this was the Victorian special. Again, didn't feel very special. If anything, it just felt like slightly Christmassy special, which is what I suppose it was. Though not exceptional, I did find it entertaining. I suppose the subtext, or what I interpret as a subtext, is that this explains what Arthur Conan's Doyle's Sherlock... Oh, sorry, I misread that. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It explains that Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock is merely a figment of the contemporary Sherlock's imagination, which does make the whole thing a bit more bearable, though hardly necessary, but perhaps I'm nitpicking. Let's just say it was a forgettable bit of fluff that was fun. <laughs> Okay. And that's about it for the content of this week's show. I just wanted to remind people what's coming up in the next few weeks and months. I've got a couple of shows coming in rapid succession covering things I've been watching and doing, and of course writing, so I'll be talking about Bridge of Spies. The Shannara Chronicles, The Man from Uncle, Jodorowsky's Dune, and back at last, Doctor Who. And finally, finally, Blake 7, and Goosebumps when it's released, and the writing, of course, the writing. Okay, one other thing. I was talking about music at the top of the show and how I want to play the cigar box guitar, and if you've got any advice, just get in touch. Something useful for me, a budget way of getting into it as an amateur CBG player. Feedback, reviews, and support required. If I don't know what's wrong or right, how will I know what to improve, change, or keep the same on the show? So please contact me. Details coming up on how to do that in a second. Also, this is still a free show with no advertising, but it does mean that I still have expenses, as well as equipment and hosting costs. These shows take time, so I'm going to institute some kind of supporter scheme soon, where you'll get something back in return for financial support of this show. If this call out help does not work, I will keep cranking out the shows, build listeners, the usual, and then just maybe court advertisers. Of course, the show will always remain free, like most podcasts are, but I cannot exist on fumes. And when I get a moment, I'll do that NPR thing and show you exactly how much money and time goes into the podcast. 
And that's all I have to say for now. If you want to contact me, comment, feedback, whatever, I'm on Twitter, at RoyMartha, that's at R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R, and I'm at RoyMartha.com, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. Now, let's see if I've left anything out of the show today. I don't think so. So, that's it. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, recorded on Sunday the 10th of January 2016. And, oh, sorry, creaking. The time at the end of the show is 10.08 in the morning. Well, have a great rest of your Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this on and bye for now. Bye.